Welcome to the Meg Rock Show with Manifesting Marge, enlightening you with high vibe spiritual guidance, interviews with high vibe people, and those who practice different healing modalities around the world. I help women manifest more love, more self love, more money, better health, and clarity on their life path. My purpose is to help you remember who the f- you are. Let's rock this out. Today on the Meg Rock Show with Manifesting Marge, I am with Melissa Bradshaw. Melissa is a self-mastery coach, and she is known for her anxiety-proof approach for entrepreneurs. Welcome, Melissa. So excited to have you. Thank you. I'm just honored to be here with you today. Super excited. Yes, I was so excited to connect with you through social media, and I just love following you, and you have so much to offer so many people, so I was excited to have you as a guest. So why don't we start with, let's talk about your childhood and the things that you went through and what actually led you to becoming a self-mastery coach. Yeah, so I think to make it simple or simple way to... um, make it without going all into it. I'll just say that I definitely came from a dysfunctional family on both sides. Um, I came, my parents divorced when I was three years old and a lot of mental illness, a lot of, um, addictions, alcoholism and dysfunction. Right. And I think a lot of people can relate to a lot of those things. Right. So I had a lot of that going on. And so as a child, um, I, I started actual dieting at the age of seven years old and throughout my childhood and into my, I would say twenties, just yo-yoing my weight, just self-driven, right? Just like putting my own self on a diet. I had two separate, um, households, like healthy eating, you know, don't, um, worry about eating all the food on your plate. It's a waste if you're not gonna, you know, if it's too much eating versus like, so two different sides of, of growing up. And so I was just very self, self-motivated, self-driven. Um, and so I didn't realize, um, I, I never was bullied. I never had any of that going on. It was just all my own, my own thing. So into my uh, adult years, I yo-yoed, yo-yoed, yo-yoed my weight. And so um, let's say into, I experienced a lot of um, physical pain as well with the emotional pain of growing up, as you can imagine, going through some dysfunctionalness in the family and all of that. And so what I found was um, after a divorce and after having to leave um, my full-time job on a medical leave, that's when I went into the good old online space as social, as of um, network marketing. So I kind of jumped right into that as like my whole life was yo-yoing. My whole life was yo-yo dieting. And the first, um, the first network marketing uh, company that I, that I got into was obviously health and wellness, something that I could do to not only help myself, but help other people. And um, it worked for a long time. It worked for a, a long time. But what I found was that it was a lot deeper rooted than 
Um, can you hear me, Meg? Yeah. Say that, say that one more time. Cause I know it was good. It was before you said deep rooted, what you found was it lasted. And then, yeah. So like it lasted and I could help people and I could help myself. But I realized what was most frustrating for me was that I couldn't necessarily, I could help people lose the weight, but it wouldn't last. Right. I could see me having success, but I couldn't necessarily help people um, keep their weight off as I was doing it, challenge groups, all of this. And as I went on, I realized that there was deeper, um, deeper things to heal, right? Because I like, I would feel I would have the, the physical um, transformation. And then I would realize, well, wait a minute, there's still not the confidence, there's some things going on here. So then I wanted to dig deeper and um, knowing myself. And so that's how um, that's how my journey uh, began. So then I just um, did you want to stop me, Meg? No, I want to ask you a question about, uh, yeah. about, so going back to looking back now and all of the healing that you've done for yourself, which is in turn wanted to help you heal other people looking back over your childhood and saying, okay, so why was I so focused on dieting at a certain age? And what was it about my weight, the control of my weight that, that came from a place of, wanting to control something in an unhealthy manner. What do you think that came from? So why? Okay. So you're asking me why, or what do you think it came from? Like looking back now over your, your issue with weight when you were seven years old, where did that need for controlling weight come from? Well, I would say just that there was no control. I had, I, there was a lot of there was no control. There was no control, right? Like there was no control. I would have definitely loved to control the circumstances in my life, right? Like I would have wanted more control over the way things that were going in. I was in an alcoholic household. I was in um, just a lot of dysfunction going on. I would have liked to have more control over a lot of different things. But I also, so I realized that the, um, the overeating that I, I was doing was a lot of neglect and a lot of self-love. I was, I was eating food for love and, um, from some of the things that I wasn't getting as a child. So having that, um, that knowledge now and that realization now that even though the yo-yoing, even though over the time of doing a lot of self-image work and healing work and all of that, um, it's the internal, right? Like it's, it's, it's not seeking the love from somebody else. There's a quote that I heard not too long ago that was so profound that I would love to share. You cannot, you know, be seen, supported or heard by anybody else or from somebody that cannot be seen, heard or supported by themselves. Right. And so even if y'all have heard that before, we need to hear that again. We're, we're, we're on this journey of wanting to be loved by somebody in our life or seen or supported, or like I said, um, but it, what we truly need is that, that support from ourselves, right? Like that love from ourselves, that inner love from ourselves. And until we get there, it doesn't matter what your body is going to look like, whether you transform your body, it doesn't matter. So until you get to that point, so as I was on this journey of, you know, selling supplements and network marketing and all of that, 
and putting, you know, before and after pictures. And yes, of course, I was seeking validation and helping people and doing the online thing. It just wasn't enough for me. I wanted to help people deeper. I wanted to help people understand why, even if you lose weight or why, even if you have the energy, why that's not good enough for you, why you're not feeling fulfilled because there's something deeper. Absolutely. And in the journey that I have been on with energy healing in the past year and a half is what I've learned is all weight issues, all weight issues are linked back to something energetic. And yeah. that is so incredibly powerful because you're right. I mean, you see these people and I know have people in my life that it's, they're constantly on a new weight loss trend. Well, they do this and then they, they lose tons of weight and then they gain the weight back and then they do this and then they lose tons of weight and then it comes back. But it's, it's their relationship with food, but it's, it's an emotional response to filling a need for something in their life. It's, yeah. um, it's really interesting that you say that because you do, you see all these amazing before and after pictures and really the transformation has to come from within. It's not just this meat suit that we're wearing. It literally has to come from within. So what do you think your, what do you think your turning point was when you were in the, the network marketing space and you were like, okay, so these supplements work, but there's something bigger here. When did that transformation start to happen? Yeah. So the, the very first time I actually invested in my very first coach was like, because I was having success in one of the, the, the businesses that I was with and I didn't want to sabotage anymore. Right. Like I wanted to be able to show up for my people and build my business. And, and so it was, it was in that, that I was like, Ooh, I can do this. Right. Like I want to do this. And, um, and then again, being in that uh, very same company with supplements and during that time helping people, um, I, it just, it never aligned with me. It never aligned with me, even to this very first, or even to this moment, I, I despise before and after pictures, even though they, they are very inspiring to people. Um, that's just not where they're at. I'm just like, that. that's not my thing. Um, but that's like going to go over here. So Back to your question. Um, there's a couple different po- there's a couple different times. Um, as a matter of fact, I think what it was is I always knew, but I was I was um, resisting right what I what I knew, and I was following what everybody what I knew that worked was network marketing and to help people in that way. Um, and as we know, like entrepreneurship and coaching, it takes a lot of work. And so it's just being willing to go against all of the, the thing, the, the self-critical in thoughts in your mind and all of the process of the, the roller coaster of entrepreneurship that you have to do. Um, and so it, it just came to, it came to me, basically, um, my own anxiety being just like coming to the surface every single time that I would be serving people when I knew that it was disservice, being more of a disservice to them than a help by selling them supplements, knowing that that is a short-term fix when they had so much hope in something 
that they were going to be disappointed in the end. So you ended up not feeling aligned. You had this awakening and you didn't feel aligned with, with the products anymore because you knew it was just, it was just a, a quick fix. Yes. That is so incredibly powerful. So what did you do with that alignment? Did you leave the company? Did you do something different? You're like, I can't do this. I can't, I can't be a fraud. Like I know that there's, it's got to happen from within. Yeah. I just stopped. I just stopped and, and started coaching and started to build my coaching business. Wow. That is extremely powerful. And the fact that you listened, right. That you're like, okay, so I've got this business. I'm making money. I'm very grateful. And then all of a sudden it's like opening up all of this insight for you. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to walk away from this and I'm going to take what I've learned and I'm going to coach other people. What a, what a test of your faith and your strength and going, this is my next big thing. And if I had not, if I had not gone through this and had this epiphany, then I would not be who I am today. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for acknowledging that, Meg. That's extremely powerful. Well, you are not only beautiful on the outside, you are one of the most beautiful people I've ever seen in my life, but you are so beautiful on the inside and you are helping so many people because gosh, it's crazy. Like just listening to you talk, like there's so many weight loss, quick fix things on the market. Yes. Um, you know, it's interesting. Like uh, I was talking to someone the other day about someone that had, um, a whole like mommy makeover, like the Tommy tug, the, the liposuction, you know, on their thighs, like had the whole shebang. And then not long after that, it's all back. Like it's, it's, it's all back. And I'm like, there's all these quick fixes, right? All these quick fixes. Yes. We live in a world. Yeah. On that, I myself have had a tummy tuck. I've had a tummy tuck and, and that was a huge, um, like epiphany as well. Like, Whoa, I have to go deeper. So that's when I, you know, added on some more mindset, um, coaching and, or, or invested in more mindset coaching and invested in the energy healers and all of that, because I'm like, Whoa, when I can look at my pictures and see that I know I'm beautiful, but something's yeah. not clicking up here. Yeah. So I knew that I needed to, to, to do this journey to help other people because I'm not the only one in this situation. Let me ask you this. Did you have this epiphany before you did the tummy tuck or after you did the tummy tuck? After. After. Wow. That is so powerful because, you know, you hear, you hear about, um, you hear about all these people that are getting this, this breast augmentation illness. Right. And they're like, Oh my gosh, get, get your, you know, get your breast implants removed because you're going to get sick. And it's really interesting because I follow an, another, an energy healer and she has breast implants and she was talking about it one day. And she said, if you go into it's everything, we're going back to it again. Everything's energetic, right? right? So she says, if you're going into have breast augmentation surgery and you're doing it because you don't feel beautiful, you feel like this is going to add to your beauty. There's a chance they're going to make you sick. 
Yeah. But if you go into it going, this is, this is, this is something that I desire. That's going to enhance my beauty. It's not going to make me feel any better about myself. It's just something that I want for myself and you're doing it to add to versus feeling like it's something in your life that you have to have. You're probably not going to get sick. And I was like, God, that's crazy to think about. You think of all these people that are getting plastic surgery because they don't feel enough, right? And they have to do the thing to feel better about themselves. And at the end, when it's over, guess what? They're still picking themselves apart, right? That's that's so powerful. It's so incredibly powerful. So anyways, that's interesting that you said that. And we could talk for hours about women and the things that we do to ourselves to make ourselves feel better. But at the end of the day, you've got to get right inside, right? You've got to know that you're beautiful, that you're beautiful no matter what. And if you want to do something, sorry, I have a home phone ring in the background. Mm-hmm. If you want to do something to add to your beauty, do it, but don't do it to full avoid because you don't think you're good enough the way you yes. are. Yes. Yes. That is, that is so powerful. And that's just like with these supplements, like you put too much hope and faith on that one thing, that that's going to be the one thing that's going to be it this, this supplement or this energy or this, it's like, that's not the end all. Uh, there's so much more. That's why my little thing that I love to say is it's not one thing. It's everything. It's everything. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and I, and it's, um, when I was getting ready for this podcast today, you posted something on social media and I was like, God, this is so good. And it's such a, everyone across the board needs to understand this. This is such a female thing. This is such a a woman thing, a mother thing, but you posted, you owe nobody an explanation. Do what is best for you. And I'm telling you, I'm almost 40 years old and I'm still getting good with that. I'm still getting good with that. I feel like I have to have an explanation for everything that I do. And I don't have to explain myself to anybody. It just, I have to like, wave back the tears just to like, just to talk about that because it's generational, right? Like our grandparents, you know, did and provided for, you know, put the food on the table and mended the clothes and you couldn't, they didn't, they didn't say no, they just did what. And and so it's like, it's been passed down generational. And, um, it's just the thing you just helped everybody, your, you know, your friends, your neighbors, your kids, your parents, you know, and that's just the thing. And so it's, um, it's, it's different. It's different for a lot of people to take on this concept of putting yourself first and doing for you without an explanation. It's different, but why I come out so boldly with that is because I've had to, I've had chronic pain for so many years and, um, no, or it's, I am fully getting there as well. And, um, this year for Christmas, I decided not to do so much of the hustle and the bustle, right? Like learning and understanding myself that it's like triggers. I'm highly sensitive person where lights and smells and people and, you know, the weather and different things, um, truly affect me. And I know that that will be less and less as time goes on, as I continue to to get to know myself even more. And so for any of y'all listening to this, if you're in a place where you're having a hard time um, with that, it's, it's um, 
It's a process, right? It is a process. But to follow people that are doing it, that's where I feel like you'll get your empowerment. Whether you're investing in somebody, whether you're following somebody, just just, just stay the course because it is okay. That's all I can say about that is like, it is okay to do. You don't have to justify it. You don't have to give that explanation. Absolutely. And, and I know for myself, I am a, an ambivert, which I've just figured out that the meaning of that, which is you can go into, you, you, you know, you like going into the world and, and, and feeling other people, but then you love retreating and being by yourself. That is so me. Like I can turn it on. I'm a people person. Like I I can work the room. I introduce myself to people. I'm super, super confident, but I love being by myself and not, and I mean, and by myself, I love being by like me, myself and I, I love being by myself. Like I would totally go on a vacation by myself. Yeah. And read books and lay out and get massages and just be by myself. But aside from that, my family, I include that in being by myself. Like, and you know, it's interesting because at this time in my life, I don't want lots and lots of people around me that are not my people. I love people and I want the support of people. But when it comes to doing me, And standing in my truth and knowing what I need, like what you were saying about getting to know yourself as you grow older, I don't have to have a lot of people around me. And I love being at home. Like I don't have to have the parties and the stuff and the entertaining all the time. I mean, I work from home. I'm at home a lot, but guess what? On the weekends, I completely turn off my work and I love chilling on the couch with our kids. And I love playing with our dogs and just being totally chill. And I was talking to my husband about it the other day. And I was like, that's what, that, that's what, that's what, that's what feels good to me. That's what feels good to me. If people say, oh my God, like you should come out. What do you, you know? And I'm like, Sorry, like I just I like being at home and and again, I don't owe anybody any explanations. This is what I absolutely enjoy and it's taken me until this stage of my life not to make excuses for it. Mm. Like not to feel bad about it, right? Not to yeah. hide behind it like something's wrong with me. Be who you are and do what makes you feel good because when you do those things that don't make you feel good or you're like, "Oh, do I really want to do this?" you're not honoring your soul's truth. You're not listening to what your soul is telling you. You are basing what you're doing around the needs and wants of others. And at the end of the day, like you said, I mean, that can end up affecting us in many ways. And as women and mothers, I think that's a huge, huge struggle because we tend to always do what everybody else wants. Mm -hmm. I love that because I'm everything that you just said is like right the same, the same exact way where I'm at, because I used to beat myself up and think I should be, or I should get to us. I should get to where, you know, these people in my life are to be able to hang out or spend more time with, or, you know, and like worry about their judgments or, and it's just let it go. Now I'm just like surrendering to all just like, ah, just love myself and just, I don't worry about it because guess what? People are going to judge anyway. And just like you said, surround yourself with people that just are your people and, um, and you are more empowering to other people that way. I love it. 
Yeah. And it's like, even like when somebody invites you to do something or something comes up and you send them a text back and like, Oh, we're not going to be able to make it. Thanks for the invite. That's all they need to know. It doesn't need to be exactly. just the old me. Oh, we're not going to be able to make it. We have boom, 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 boom. Thanks for the invite. They don't need to know why you can't come. It's none of yes. their business. You can't yes. come. Thanks for the invite. Like that is, you don't have to tell everybody your life story and you don't always have to have a reason and an explanation behind why or why not you're, however you're going to say that, why you're doing things or why you're not doing things. And that was yeah. so me. That was so yes. me. My husband's taught me that too. Yeah. I think that's what the world really struggles with. I like to say like, no is a complete sentence. The more you put behind it, the more somebody's going to come back to help you out. Right. Like, no, I can't come because I'm tired. Oh, well sleep in tomorrow. They're always going to give you some reason to help you out. Well, I don't have anything to bring. Oh, well, don't worry. I'll cover your cost. Don't, I mean, don't give an explanation because it just is easier on everybody that way. No. And in your power. Yes. No is a complete sentence. And it is definitely about standing in your power and we give our power away. We give our power away. Something else that, that this is, this is a totally off topic, but I know you'll appreciate this because you, you coach. It is so interesting to me and I can name people right now, which I would never do, but people in my life who are always apologizing for themselves. Yes. I'm so sorry. My bad. I probably messed up. I probably didn't do this right. You know me like, oh my gosh, it drives me crazy. First of all, it makes you feel awkward. Like these people make me feel awkward because I'm like, stop, don't do that. You're fine. Like you're constantly having to, to make them feel better, which makes it awkward for you. But deep down, I'm like, what a horrible energy to go through life with always feeling bad or defaulting on the fact that you always mess up. Yes. I'm like detecting that, like the radar's going off now, like, you know, Oh, and now I'm, I'm hearing it. Everybody's apologizing. I'm like, get back. <laughs> yes. You don't need to apologize. Absolutely. And I was, um, I was texting with a client the other day and she made a mistake on my calendar. And I said, and it was my fault. It was my fault. Cause I had something else going on that day. And, and I, she said, I am so sorry. I am so sorry. And I'm like, you didn't do anything wrong. You did not do anything wrong. And she's like, yeah, this is, that's one of the number one reasons I need coaching. I'm always, I'm always feeling like yeah. I'm doing everything wrong. Mm. Yeah. And it was a really powerful moment. And like, it was through texting. She was like, whoa, like I just saw that. I just apologize for something that I didn't, I didn't do anything wrong. And I'm like, you did nothing wrong. Yes. You do need coaching. We're, we're going to work through these issues, but okay. So Let's talk about your anxiety-proof approach for entrepreneurs. Yeah, so it's very simple, very simple, and that's what I love, love, love. And I, and I, you know, working with people, especially like in the past, as far as when it comes to what with anxiety or losing weight, right? In the past, everybody wants five steps ahead, fifty steps ahead. Everybody wants like to know. Like, you know, and, and I'm sure you, you know this, like in coaching, we can give one simple step, like this step, maybe three steps, but oftentimes people want 10 steps. And so, um, to, to take it and make it really simple, 
um, is what I've done. And so the anxiety proof approach is to put yourself first, to get ahead of the anxiety before it comes. And by doing that, basically what anxiety is, is ignorance. I know I didn't want to hear it either, but it's ignorance. It is not knowing yourself, right? Not having that, that conscious awareness of you as a, as a, as an energetic being, right? And so we need to slow down to get to know yourself. And so the anxiety proof approach is the, um, let me take a drink. You're good. The anxiety proof approach is very simple in creating support structures in your life. It is, um, you know, creating a simple plan, but it's really geared on creating confident activities in your day, every single day. It's like a promise that you're going to create. It is mindset. It is um, with bold accountability every single day. And that above everything else is what um, my people need, right? Like, especially when we're dealing with the overthinking and the insecurities and the self-doubt and all of the, all of that thing, right? It's just like that push, that little extra push. And so that's what it is in a nutshell is getting ahead of it by putting yourself first. It's like going back to that person that you just referred to as being that person of not being able to stand in your power by saying no. Right. So it's like, um, my people want to show up live. Whereas before in the past, I would help people lose weight and maybe lacking confidence. But now I'm so much more, again, in, in depth. And why, why do you want to do that? Because you want to be something in life, right? You want to show up. You want to make a bigger impact. But in, in, the, in the depths of that is because you're not taking care of yourself. You're not knowing yourself. And so um, I just make it really simple for my people. As far as the entrepreneurs that you coach, do you coach entrepreneurs across the board or do you find that you have a lot of people in the network marketing industry? And I'll tell you, I, I come from the network marketing um, industry. I've been a part of that industry for the past decade and it's a powerful, powerful place to start. And first of all, I think that um, times are changing now. So the perception of the industry is definitely changing because it's becoming commonplace in the United States. It's, 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 been happening all over the world for a long time, but the United States is starting to get on board and understand the power of it. Um, so you have that, right. That you have to kind of come up against is, Oh, it's the network marketing industry. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes, it is. Right. So the confidence behind that, and then be being your own, being your own boss and your own voice and your own, um, your own platform to share something that you believe in the insecurity that I have, that I see in this industry because of what it takes for you Mm -hmm. to, um, for what it takes for you to show up to actually make it in the industry is, it's astounding. And then people will say, well, only a certain amount of people in the industry actually make any money. Well, only a certain amount of people in the industry actually show up live. Like you just said, it takes a lot of confidence to do that. Yes, you you just nailed it right there, Meg. It's it's yes, of course. There's going to be people that are going to be successful that make, um, you know, the money. But it's all of that. It's all of going through those things that you need to do to show up, right? It's the it's the the back end work that, that gets you there, and that's exactly what I do with my people. So to answer your question, it's both. It is both, and there's also a lot of people that are 
maybe successful with brick and mortar right now that are just coming online. So showing your face live is completely different. It's a completely wow. different feel. That's a great point. Yeah. So, um, it's a, it's a different, or, you know, I have different, uh, people that I serve. Absolutely. Are you seeing, um, are you seeing growth in your business throughout COVID? Um, I have, I have, I, I really expect 2021 to be really good for me because just because everything's just really coming together and I'm really excited for that. Absolutely. Well, I have no doubt it will. So tell, um, tell me at the end of your life, what do you want to be known for? I want to be known for um, somebody that has not given up despite of invisible limitations Um, and somebody that is, has been courageous to speak the truth for those that are struggling with deep struggles, deep insecurities, deep unworthiness, um, to be able to have a fulfilling life and, and show up and, and feel that confidence and be able to experience that. Well, and you know, I, I have, so going back to the beginning of this, this podcast, we have a very similar story. Um, I grew up in, and so my parents had divorced when I was little too, like two or three and had two separate households and both very, very different. And I started learning when I was young that I had to, I had to control the situation as much as I could because I felt so out of control. So I didn't have weight issues. Um, I didn't have any real issues, knock on wood, um, other than the fact that I really struggled in school and I easily, Mm. easily could have killed myself. I mean, I thought about it many times. Like I thought about cutting myself and, you know, going back to people that commit suicide or, or going to, I've been having that conversation with someone recently, but going to that conversation of suicide or hurting yourself. Like when you're in that much pain, the big pain of suicide for you or those around you, or even hurting yourself doesn't seem as painful as what you're going through. So that's something that no one can judge. Right. So that was really my biggest struggle was I really, I was like, take me out. Like I'm done. Like I just, just really, really struggled in school and all that all worked out. Um, obviously I'm very successful now and don't even get me started on schools. That's a whole nother issue for another day. Um, yeah, school drives me absolutely crazy. Um, but I, uh, where was I going with this? So yeah, so I, so I struggled in school. I struggled in school growing up. That, that was my, that was my biggest thing. And I had to learn to really start standing in my truth and speaking up. And so that was my form of control. And I've been that way my entire life. And it's led me to some, I mean, I've been very successful. It, It has built my businesses it's built my brand. Like it is, it has been so incredibly powerful, but I've also had to find a balance with it because what, what I have found is, and I had a coach tell me this one time and it was so powerful. She said, she said, Meg, when someone offers to help you with something, 
because I'm just to get it done, like get out of my way. I'll do it myself because that was me again, trying to control because I want to control stuff from the time I was little. I wanted to make everything better. Just, you know, tunnel vision for, for peace and joy and just let me do it. Right. So trying to control things. So my coach said to me one time, she goes, Meg, when someone offers to help you, when you don't offer their gift of help, you're denying them of their gift, right? Because a lot of people's gifts are helping others and offering a helping hand and stepping in when we really do need them. And so I really have learned to let go of a lot of my control and allow people to do other things because it helps me for sure. But at the end of the day, I don't want to block anyone of their gifts. I don't want to turn anyone away from, you know, from what they were sent to this earth to do. And so when I started looking at things that way, it really, really started to change my need to want to have to do everything for myself. So that is so similar. Our stories are. Yeah, actually. Yeah. That is so um, similar because I skipped over a lot. I I actually, the first time I skipped school, I was in kindergarten. Kindergarten? (laughs) Yeah. Where did you go? What did you do? Well, I, I just hung out at the um, end of the road. We had like one of those houses at the end of the road. Um, We had a long driveway and I, I, I guess I didn't want to go to school. Um, And so, and then following that, the teacher wanted to hold me back in first grade and I was determined I did not need to be held back. You know, my mom was like, oh, well, we'll do this. We'll do this short story. They, They held me back and then I was there for a month and they were like, go to second grade. Um, but then looking back, hello, it was my household. It was not. So then of course it's like now what, knowing what I know now, talk about paradigms, right? Like talk about paradigms. Like I struggled through school as well and, um, talk and control as well. I mean, I, I was cooking my own food, doing my own laundry a lot at seven years old and doing a lot of those things. So I, I can relate to that. and. And I appreciate you sharing that because I am getting better at that, like receiving, I am getting in that receiving energy and, yes. and just in all of that as well. So, um, so that is, that is so great. Uh, I just, it all, it all goes back to our childhoods and it all goes back to generational trauma and pain. And yes. you know, that the, the saying, the quote that says, that when we heal ourselves, we heal for generations to come. We do. That's why there's generations of the same issues and the same traumas because the healing is not taking place. And it's just like reliving in the next generation. And those trauma patterns are just, they're deep. Yes. Yes. And I too have, I've actually been in that place. I've been attempted suicide and been suicidal more than I would like to admit. And so when I talk about, and, um, you know, being, being a space for people with invisible illnesses, I'm definitely, I'm definitely that girl. Yeah. Well, and you're definitely an empath. We're all empaths, but you're very highly sensitive, gifted empath. And Mm -hmm those things that you've been through have totally sucked. I mean, good grief. (laughs) 
my yeah. things that I've been through in my life have sucked, but in comparison to other people's struggles, struggles, they're minimal. But I also know that their whole reason I, my soul's journey on this earth is to help people and I can't help people. You can't help people if you don't understand their pain. And so the true, my, my belief is that the true journey of a soul is to learn empathy on the deepest level. And that's why people like you and I are coaching and helping other people. And it's just like this podcast. I said, you know, I don't care if people get coaching from me. I don't care if they get coaching from Melissa, just get coaching. Like we want to help everyone. I want to be a platform for people to seek wholeness and wellness and healing from within, because when we heal, we can help others heal. So, and there's no better time than right now, 2020. Hello. I mean, there's an awakening happening. Yes. And I just wanted to touch on that and not to put any, you know, talk bad about the therapies or therapists or any of that, because there's, you know, such a good need and good therapists out there. But I was in psychotherapy from first or second grade continuously up until a couple of years ago, um, until I started to invest in, in coaching. And it is by far completely different. As a matter of fact, my husband just mentioned to me, you know, he's in um, uh, service peoples. And he was mentioning that, you know, there's a high, um, a high number of people, obviously children needing um, therapists and all of this. And I was just like, Oof. I just, it's different. I, it's just different. If we could just focus on the future for these children and not so much sit in the chair and talk about the problem, right? Like, absolutely. Absolutely. So I have a friend who is, and I don't want to give her a wrong, um, a wrong definition, definition of, of, of what she does, but she actually, she went to school. Um, I don't know if I can find it on here. She went to, she went to school for, I don't know if it was, if it was psychiatry, psychotherapy, uh, I'm trying to, let me see if I can find it on here real quick. She's, she's amazing, but she went to school for 10 years to get the doctor in front of her name. Right. Mm -hmm. And she's practicing energy healer. She goes, I don't use any of that stuff. She doesn't use any of it. And it's, it's really interesting. I mean, you know, working with, um, the energy healer that I work with, all the time. She just said, you know, all of these, all of these drug treatment centers and all of these places, the reason it doesn't work is because it's not reaching them on an energetic level. It's a lot of talking. It's, yeah. I mean, and they do, they do some great things, but the number of people who actually recover from things like that is so minimal because it's energetic. And, and I am really excited about it's still kind of woo when people are like, what is that? I don't understand. You know, tell me more. That's so weird and strange to me, but we're all energy. Everything is energy. And looking at where we're going to be 10 years from now, 20 years from now is so freaking exciting because it's just, it is so incredibly powerful. Our youngest um, had horrible, horrible stomach issues from the time he was in kindergarten and traditional doctors. Oh, it's IBS you know, went back and forth to the doctor, take out, you know, take this out of his diet, this out of his diet, you know, that should be fine. It wasn't major, but 
it had, it had gotten to become pretty major. So we were cutting out stuff out of his diet. It worked for a little while then would come back. And all of a sudden he was thrown up almost after, almost after every single meal he was throwing up. So this was in July, two summers ago, and we couldn't see our pediatric gastro until October. And he had dark circles under him. It was awful. Like in, from a mom's perspective, my child was dying. Okay. And I can guarantee you, I, we never went to that appointment because we started working with the energy healer the end of that month in July. And he's a 10 out of a 10. If wow. we had gone to back to the traditional doctor, guarantee you they would have diagnosed him with some kind of autoimmune disease and he'd be getting infusions all the time for the rest of his life. And he's a highly gifted empath and he absorbs other people's energies through his solar plexus, through his stomach. And ever since he was a baby, this is what he's dealt with. Now he understands what to do. He understands how to block their people's energies from him, from himself. He understands how to ask, is this my energy or someone else's that I'm feeling? Powerful, powerful stuff. But yet there are children and adults that are being diagnosed with this stuff every single day. And they have no idea that it's all related to energy. Wow. Yeah. It's, I I don't even, it's a whole different world. It's a whole different world. It's like, if I could just, that same exact um, scenario that you just shared, if people are watching this, listening to this, don't waste time, right? Like don't waste time. Be your own advocate, your own advocate. That's what I've been doing for years and years and years and years being my own advocate, figuring it out, not relying on modern doctors. There are other, they're just, there's, there's so much more out there. the, The crazy thing is, is energy and energy healing, Reiki, um, laying hands on in the church. It's, it's all the same, right? This has been happening since the beginning of time. This has been, this has been these healing Techniques have been used in other countries for centuries, forever around the world. And we're just now getting back to what, what we know, right? The body's created to heal itself. We have the ability to heal ourselves and help heal others. And there's a place for medicine for sure, but you've got to get to, you've got to get to the cause of illnesses. You cannot just treat the symptoms. You've got to get to the cause going back to weight gain or not gaining weight. Right. I mean, thyroid issues are energetic. There's a reason your thyroid's not working. If your thyroid's not working, like our bodies speak to us. And when it speaks, it's not just, Oh, go run to the doctor and get diagnosed with some disease and go get on medicine. That's not my solution for me. And it's not the solution that I seek for my family. So you're exactly right. You have to be an advocate for yourself and your family. And you have to think out of the box. That's what I've done my entire life. You have to think out of the box and too many people just, it's just easier to do what the world tells you to do, right? It's a lot harder to go within. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I think that going back to the conversation of, you know, having success as an entrepreneur, it's, it's easier not to, Although I don't believe that to be true either. It's not easy because it's not easy to not have this success or it's not easy to live in the the struggle either. But 
you know, just it's all part of it. It's all part of the journey, the healing, the learning, the, the just being yourself. It's all part of it. Figuring out. It's all part of it. And, you know, going back to my childhood and your childhood and everything we've experienced, it's the journey of our soul. It's the whole reason our soul came here. I mean, as not fun as it is to say the stuff we've been through, our soul knew what we were signing up for. Again, so we can learn, so we can grow, so we can have more empathy for other people, so we can help other people, so we can create, you know, businesses and platforms and things that can in turn not be about us, but be about other people, Mm -hmm. which is really, really super, super exciting. Okay. So tell our listeners how they can connect with you. Where can they find you on social media? And, and what do you offer? Tell, tell our listeners what you offer. So my group is the anxiety proof entrepreneur, and you can get a, you can reach me on Facebook. Um, what I offer right now is I have an eight week or six and 12 month one-to-one and I'm coming out with very shortly, um, an eight week, um, program. Very exciting. Awesome. Perfect. Mm-hmm. This, this is really good stuff. Well, I'm never going to look at before and after pictures the same way ever again, because, and I've always known this, right? But we just, people in our lives affirm what we already know. You're exactly right. Yeah. It's gotta, to stick, it's got to come from within. Absolutely. Awesome. Yes. Well, you're amazing, Melissa. Thank you so much. And you guys make sure that you find her on social media the anxiety proof approach sounds amazing. And oh my gosh, so many people can benefit from that. Thank you so much, Meg. If you thought today rocked, subscribe to the Meg Rock Show podcast, leave a review and let me know what your takeaway was. All of my social is linked in the show notes. Screenshot this episode and tag me on Instagram at the Meg Rock. For more info on me and to take my quiz to find out what energy blocks you have in your life and in your home, and maybe even coaching, go to manifestingmarge.com. Repeat after me, I am a powerful, loving, radiant, abundant, badass warrior goddess. I am here to rock out this lifetime. It doesn't serve me or the world to play small. I am worthy of all that I desire. See you in the next episode. The Meg Rock Show podcast and all content created by Manifesting Marge LLC is created for informational purposes only. Always seek the advice of a physician or qualified health provider with any questions you may have for a medical condition or concern. Meg Schwarzrock is not a doctor or a therapist.